This call may be recorded or transcribed. Good morning, family. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Rochelle. Happy Thursday. Who's joined the call? Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Thursday. Same to you. Have a wonderful and blessed day. You have a blessed day as well. Thank you. Morning, it's Susie. Good morning. Who was that? Bernice. Hi, Bernice. Hi. <laughs> how are you? Doing well, thank you. How how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. I'm gonna text you later, Mother. Um, um, Miss Irma texted me. Oh, okay, good. Okay. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Good morning, family. Welcome to Declare Victory. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Who's joined the call this morning and would like to say good morning? Good morning. Oh, give thanks good unto morning. the Lord. Good morning, Miss Diane. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? I'm good. That's the baby's word. She always asks, how are you? (laughs) Yes, yes. How's Mr. Wayne? He's coming along. He's, you know, trying to. You better be treating them good. That's all I know. Oh, good morning. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna be running around <laughs> in a minute. Because <laughs> you know, sometimes when they when they get sick, they ain't like they're not like women. So they they act like babies. That's because we take good care of them. That's why they're used to that. I have a prayer request this morning, and okay. I know I'm praying. It's for the Nelson family and and the McIntyre family. One of our church members um, passed away yesterday morning. She's, um, I think she's in like her 
or late 50s. So uh, if you can pray for those families also through the week. Okay, you said the Nelson and the McIntyre family? Yeah. And both have losses, or there's one family that has it, the two? It's just one family. Okay. This is, yeah. Her, um, heart play, yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. I'll be lifting them up. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning, Declare Victory family. Has anyone joined the call and would like to say good morning? Good morning, good morning, good morning to you. It's Krishanda. God bless you. Good morning, Krishanda. God bless you as well. For this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Who's joined the call? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Who's that? Cynthia. Good morning, Cynthia Jones. Good morning. Have a blessed day, sweetheart. Okay, you do the same. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Rochelle, your hostess. Has anyone else joined the call and would like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Valuable. Good morning, Valuable. Now, did you hear me say good morning? I was over talking when Diane was talking about mine. So this is Demetriana. Good morning, family. Good morning, Demetriana. Good morning. Just an awesome day to have rest, right? Rejoicing this yes. morning. Yes. Woo. Hallelujah. Yes. yes, he is worthy to be praised. I don't know about yes. anybody else, but when I think back several times about several things, I can just rejoice because he's brought us through. He's no respect of a person. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. Hey, and I can expect that yes. time and time again. I'll let, hmm. That's, oh, Jesus. Glory. Glory, glory. Mm. Hallelujah. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Rochelle. Has anyone joined the call and would like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Mary. Good morning, Miss Mary. How are you doing, Rochelle? I am well. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Good morning. It's persistent. Good morning, Persistent. Happy Thursday. Same to you, Rochelle, and everybody. Good morning. All right. If there's anyone else that would like to say good morning, go ahead and do so. I'm just going to check one more time. Good morning. It's Sister Tracy. Happy Thursday, everyone. Good morning. Happy Thursday, Sister Tracy. All right. We'll go ahead and get started. Good morning, good morning. If you would all just check your phones and go ahead and place them on mute, we'll go ahead and get started.
Hello, my name is Rochelle, and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Thank you for joining us during the month of July, where our monthly theme is entitled Transformation. All the declarations will focus on the importance of being transformed by the Holy Spirit as we yield to the will and plan of God in order to fulfill his purpose in our lives. There's only one announcement today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for a Walk It Out. Please mute your line. It's a women's call hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. They will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spiritually, that it's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature by Peter Schizero. The call takes place right here by calling the same number from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 to 10 Eastern Standard Time right here by dialing the same number. There are no prayer requests submitted by the app. However, we have a spoken prayer request by Ms. Diane, and it's prayer um, for the loss in the family of the Nelson and the McIntyre family. So we want to comfort, uh, pray for comfort for that family. The declaration, uh, prayer and corporate praise will be brought to you by Ms. Diane. The declaration will be brought to you by Dion. The order of the call, once again, is prayer and corporate praise will be brought to you by Miss Diane. The declaration will be brought to you by Dion. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declare. The scripture for today is Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the reality of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, I ask that you check your phones again. Please place them on mute as we go to the throne of God. I now pass the call to Miss Diane. Have a blessed day, everyone. Father, thank you. We just praise you this morning, Lord God, for breath in our bodies. We praise you this morning just for who you are. God, we love you. We love you, Lord God, because you first loved us. So, Father, I bow my head this morning. On bending knees, I come to you this morning, oh God. In the name of Jesus, create in me a clean heart and a right spirit, oh God, a steadfast spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just give you praise just for who you are. Father, I know this month you said, Lord God, that you came to transform us. And last month, Lord God, you came to sanctify us, to set us apart for your use. So, Father, we give you praise this morning. We give you honor. God, you said, do not conform to the patterns of this world but be transformed by renewing of our minds. 
So, God, we renew our mind this morning with with your word, Lord God, that it washes us, that it cleans us from the inside out. Father, I just give you praise this morning. Jesus, I thank you that the power, that you have the power to to enable us, oh God, to bring everything under your control, to transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like your glorious body. So, Father, I thank you this morning for your grace and your mercy. I thank you for watching over us as we slumber and slept, bringing us to the dawning of this brand new day, a day that we've never seen before. A day, Lord God, that we can spend time with you today. Father, we just give you praise. We honor you. Now, Lord, you are spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So, God, you give us freedom. And we all, with unveiled faces, contemplate, Lord God, to look at view at once view, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, the Lord glory of being transformed into his image. So Father, I praise you this morning, Lord God, for each of us, oh God, that you are molding and shaping us each day, Lord God, throughout the day, that we may be more like you. So God, I thank you. And I praise you this morning. God, I want to lift up the Nelson family and the McIntyre family. God, you said that we all have to go this path. But God, it hurts when we lose a loved one. But God, we know that she's with you. You said that when death comes, that our hearts and our minds all return to you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are in control. We thank you, Lord God, for your transformation in our lives. We thank you, Lord God, that you are in charge. We thank you, Lord God, that you are molding and shaping us each day into the likeness of you, into the pattern of you and not the pattern of this world. So God, we give you praise this morning. We thank you, Lord God, just for who you are. You are our son and the shield, oh God. You gave, you give us grace and glory. No one, no good, no good thing, Lord God, that you will withhold from us. God, you said if we walk in your likeness, oh God, that you will give us everything. There is nothing that you will withhold from us. So God, I thank you this morning that you are a good, good father. You are the great God. So God, I just give you praise this morning. And I thank you, Lord God, for watching over the Nelson family and the McIntyre family during this time of grief, Lord God. God, we praise you this morning, Lord God, our hearts a torn, Lord God, our hearts are aching. So, Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you. We pray for Robert this morning. 
and Michelle's children. Father, I just give you praise this morning. If we can all take our phones off, off of you and that we praise God. Father, we give you praise Thank this you, morning. We magnify Thank you. Thank you. We bless your name, you are the king of the Thank you for coming, oh God. 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 Thank you
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Good morning, God morning, great morning, and happy Thursday. Uh, If you guys can hear me, I want to make sure you can hear me clearly. Yeah, no, you're clear. You're clear. Awesome. Okay, good deal. Well, again, good morning, God morning, great morning, and I am excited. Thank you, Lady Di for uh, leading us into prayer. And thank you for each of you who lended your voices to the sound. Uh-oh. Oops. To the sound that we made this morning. Um, as always, it is my absolute pleasure. It is even more so an honor to be able to serve you this morning uh, by way of teaching. Y'all know I'm used to my Wednesdays, but I thank God for uh, Phil, who had a prior obligation, so we just swapped out days. So we're going to make up a little time this morning. Um, I'm really excited about the theme in and of itself. Thank God for uh, Sister B and for Christina, and then, of course, Minister Phil, who all preceded me in teaching on this uh, amazing, amazing topic. Um, I thank God for even the word that he gave me um, in the wee hours of the morning as um, I just spent time in his presence. I'm excited about what it's going to yield. And I'll say that that my share will probably be a little bit uh, along the nature or the lines of, um, along the lines of leaning more toward uh, deliverance and and a little bit prophetic. Um, there is so much to even the idea of of transforming anything. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna begin primarily um, just with giving you the def, uh, the definition. Um, just in the Webster's um, Marian Dictionary. Uh, a moment. And and let's go from there. Today my reading is going to be a little bit lengthy and and if you hear me thinking, I need to make sure that I deliver this accurately. Um so it's it's weighing on me as I know that it for real has the power to transform your life. Um a thorough or dramatic change in the form, appearance, or nature of. A thorough or dramatic change in the form, appearance, character, 
or nature of. Um, we've, we've heard historically, um, as Sojourner Truth made her many trips from one side of the hemisphere to the other. Uh, we hear this quote more, more frequently um, <laughs> than we ought to. I would have freed more if they knew that they were slaves. And as as I began to um, just just ponder, and um, the Lord just walked me into a word. It excited me, and it excited me because while I understand that the liberty that we get as we transform um, is not only um, breathtaking, it's not only peace giving and life giving, but it has the ability not just to transform you when you accept that liberty, but everything you come in contact with. And, and we as believers and contingent upon what climate you grew up uh, denominationally, doctrinally, um, and culturally, our belief system because of how we are designed to pattern or to be patterned after um, is almost solely contingent upon your childhood, be it traumatic or be it fond memories. Our lives are a compilation of what we spend the majority of our time around. Um, I mean, and I said Sojourner Truth. I meant Harriet Tubman. Y'all knew what I meant. I'm I'm tripping, and I, I, I must look at that because I don't even know why she came to mind, but I'm going to find out. Um, I I could only um, imagine, and you guys know I usually use my stories for, and, and I'm sure I'll sprinkle some of that in, but I could only imagine what it meant, I mean, what it felt like to be, um, Harriet Tubman having a radical identity, having been created in a specific dispensation for an assignment, for a task, for something that um, no one could do technically but her. She did something that was not only extraordinary, but it was courageous, it was fearless, it was unheard of, it was record-breaking, it was life-altering, and it took uh, something down on the inside of her that was unwilling to accept uh, the basics, unwilling to accept status quo and culture's uh, design for their purpose. There was something in her that argued, um, and uh, I'm, I'm sure without, uh, <laughs> yeah, without reason, um, she had this something in her mind that said to her, listen, I know if I don't know nothing else, this, this couldn't possibly be uh, what my life is supposed to be. And that she's not a Bible character, no, but I, I, I like to say it like this because when, when we have conversations and dialogue that are relatable, and while we may have heard about her in history books, um, and seeing the movie and even her tale, I, I want you in your mind's eye, because every single person on the planet has, has had a moment in time um, where 
something didn't just add up. And I'm still talking about transformation. I'm still talking about uh, being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's Romans 12 and 2. I'm, I'm still talking about that. But I, I want to paint a picture for you this morning because deliverance is often incremental. Uh, deliverance often happens one single step at a time, one small decision at a time. And I could, just in my mind's eye, see her um, making an active decision to find out how to not just transform her life. Because see, once she figured it out, she couldn't leave the others behind. Literally, that's what evangelism and discipleship is all about. That's why we are transformed. We are transformed before people in an effort to demonstrate light being, right? We are transformed in an effort to be able to preach Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. We are transformed so that we are not only confident, but competent in who our trust lies in and the merit of not only our relationship, but the truth of our liberty in Christ. See, it wasn't until Harriet got to a place where she could not only free people, but till she got to a place where she got her some papers. And even then, her life was in danger, kind of like spiritual warfare, kind of like spiritual attack. There were moments, I'm sure, where, honey, they wanted to kill that girl. Listen, just like the devil wants to kill you. So now, let's do this. Let's go ahead and go into the Word and put some things into context. I'm going to read it out of the Message Bible simply because it read so cotton-picking pretty. I got hope just reading it. I had to physically get myself up out of my bed and do me a little dance, honey. I had me a time this here morning and was filled with so much joy. And simply because, listen, if I can run back and grab me a few that didn't know they were slaves, if something could happen in your mind's eye today, hallelujah, bless your high name, Jesus. If something can transpire down on the inside of you this morning, uh, if you get a revelation, because remember I say quite frequently, transformation does not happen until you get a revelation. Harriet said, I would have freed more if they'd known they were slaves. So now I'm going to read this scripture in its entirety, and my and it's it's uh it's lengthy. And my suggestion to you um, is that you go back and you read it too. And not not only do you read it, I'd read it in every available version, so that none of the truth that lies in this particular passage of scripture escapes uh, your spirit, man, so that something would happen, that even your spirit be quickened and transitioned into a place of recognizing the liberty that is extended to you that may operate outside of the religious constructs under which your culture uh, was governed. For some of us, 
um, denominationally, we grew up Pentecostal or A&E. And I'm not, this is not to dismantle or dismiss anything that you know or you understand. This is me sharing the truth to power because they shall know the truth. And what does the truth do thereafter? And it shall make them free. Not set them free. To make is to impose upon. <laughs> it means that something happens down on the inside of you um, that forces you into a greater revelation of who Jesus is, who you are, and what you have access to transformation. All right. Um since God has so generously let us in on what he is doing, we're not about to throw up our hands and walk off the job just because we run into occasional hard times. We refuse to wear masks and play games. We don't maneuver and manipulate behind the scenes. And we don't twist God's word to suit ourselves. Rather, we keep everything we do and say out in the open, the whole entire truth on display so that those who want to can see and judge for themselves in the presence of God. If our message is obscure to anyone, it's not because we're holding back in any way. No, it's because these people are looking or going the wrong way and refuse to give it serious attention. All they have eyes for is the fashionable God of darkness. They think that he can give them what they want and that they won't have to bother believing a truth they cannot see. They're so blind to day spring brightness of the message that shines with Christ, who gives us the best picture of God we'll ever get. Remember, our message is not about ourselves. We're proclaiming Jesus, the master. All we are is messengers, errand runners from and for Jesus for you. It started when God said, light up the darkness and our lives filled up with light as we saw and understood God in the face of Christ, all bright and beautiful. If you only look at us, you might well miss the brightness. We carry this precious message around in the undrawn clay pots, clay pots of ordinary lives. That's to prevent anyone from confusing God's incomparable power with ours. As it is, there is not much chance of that. You know for yourself that you're not much to look at. <laughs> We've been surrounded and uh, battered by troubles, but we're not demoralized. We're not sure what to do, but we know that God knows what to do. Uh-oh, this is absolutely the wrong passage. I was like, what? Something is wrong. Sorry, you guys. I was supposed to be in three, not four. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, okay, so let me, let me start over because even though that's good, that's not what I, I wanted. Does it sound like we're patting ourselves on our back, insisting on our credentials, asserting our authority? Well, listen, we're not. 
Neither do we need letters of endorsement. Neither do you or from you. Neither for you or from you. You yourselves are the endorsement we need. Listen, your very lives are a letter that anyone can read just by looking at you. Christ himself wrote it. Not with ink, but with God's living spirit. Not chiseled into stone, but carved into human lives. And we publish it. We couldn't be more sure of ourselves in this, that you, written by Christ himself for God, our letter of recommendation. We wouldn't think of writing this kind of letter about ourselves. Only God can write such a letter. His letter authorizes us to help carry out this new plan of action. The plan wasn't written out in ink or on paper. The pages of legal footnotes killing your spirit. It's written with spirit on spirit, his life on our lives. The government of death, its construction chiseled on stone tablets, had a dazzling inaugural. Moses' face as he delivered the tablets was so bright that day, even though it would fade soon enough. The people of Israel could see no more, uh, the people of Israel could no more look right at him than stare into the sun. But much more dazzling than the government of living spirit. If the government of condemnation was so impressive, how about this government of affirmation? Bright as the old government was, it would look downright dull alongside this new one. If that makeshift agreement impressed us, how much more brightly shining government installed for eternity? With the kind of hope to execute and to excite us, nothing holds us back. Unlike Moses, we have nothing to hide. Everything is out in the open with us. He wore a veil so the children of Israel wouldn't notice that the glory was fading away. And they did not notice. They didn't notice it then, and they don't notice it now. Don't notice that there's nothing left behind the veil. That even today, when the proclamations of that old bankrupt government are read out. They can't see through it. Only Christ can get rid of the veil so that they can see for themselves that there's nothing there. Whenever, um, whenever they run, whenever they turn to the face of God, as Moses did, God removes the veil and there they are, face to face. They suddenly recognize that God is a living personal presence, not a piece of chiseled stone. And when God is personally present, a living spirit, that old constricting legislation is recognized as obsolete. We're free of it, all of us, nothing between us and God. Our face is shining with the brightness of his face. And so we are transfigured 
much like the Messiah, our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like him. I know that was a lot, especially considering I read four before I read three. But I I, want to bring out, I, I read all of it because I wanted you to understand that one of the first things that God began to deliver me from, and it's been a long process and still has areas where I consistently work. In order for God to get to a place, to get you to a place where you are transformed, you have to unlearn to learn. You have to unlearn to learn. Um, the, again, let me read the, the passage of 2 Corinthians 3, the entire chapter. But I'm going to focus um, solely on... Let's start at about 16. I read it so that you could put it into context so that I could give you some framework. Um, This passage specifically points out um, the letter. And if you read it in the the new, I mean, in in the new King James or the King James version, it'll it'll say, the letter killeth, but the spirit give life. It doesn't read like that in the message. It reads like a, a story. Imagine what, um, what it must feel like to be in a place where we no longer need somebody to go to God for us. We can actually go to God for ourselves. So, again, in order to, to really transform, you've got to have relationships. The relationship with knowing that you, as your individual self, being a child of God, being adopted into a royal priesthood, being grafted into a body of believers, you have access to God like they didn't have access before when they'd send the priest uh, on, on specific days with bells around his ankles and if his life wasn't righteous, uh, they they put the bells on his legs and tied a rope on his legs just in case his life was out of order because he would die in that thing, right? The veil was rent, rent when Jesus came. That means there's nothing separating us. When Moses used to talk to God and bring the message to the people, Moses established the law to keep order in that particular dispensation. I'm not saying that order and structure is not necessary. All I'm saying is that when you understand the truth of the law of love, there are certain things that start to transform in your heart. Right. I would have freed more if they knew they were slaves. It was 2006. I was standing in my closet. You know anything about me? I I write on walls. I write on tablets. I write on, I got dry erase boards everywhere in any space that I occupy. I'm always going to have something that I can write on. And I remember standing in my closet, um, like every other closet I have, it is my, um, normally my prayer space and the Holy Spirit told me and I've shared this story um, maybe once or twice before the Holy Spirit told me to perfect love well I didn't know in 2006 that the journey of perfecting love I would have freed more if they knew they were slaves was part of my uh, inner 
work. It was part of my um, my difference. It was part of the thing that would cause me to shift as a person is learning how to love people without walls and stipulations and conditions and um, <laughs> regulatory circumstances in an effort to, you know, you got to fit in this little bitty box for me to love you uh, the way you deserve to be loved. I have almost all my life um, loved with everything that I have. I don't know how not to. I am um, the, the type of person, I don't really have the ability to hold a grudge. I might be disappointed or frustrated, but the way that my heart is put together, I don't know how to um, just be mad at people <laughs> for real. I, it, that, my, that thing doesn't work in me. I, I said all of that to say, that in in this process, and I'm going to give you one more scripture in, in just a moment. It's not, of course, as lengthy as what this was because I want to marry the two so uh, that we can, again, put things into proper context. So let me let me just point out a couple of things in this particular passage. And again, I'm in Second Corinthians, the, the third chapter. Um, knowing that you can go to God. And that relationship happens with God, like the revelations that I get, the understanding that I have is given by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it's um, after reading a passage, passage of scripture, sometimes it's because Holy Spirit will give me a scripture that perhaps I did not necessarily think about, no different than, than this one. He'll just drop it into my spirit. And I, I was thinking about... Um, being transformed by the renewing of our minds. And we know that that's part of the process. But when I go back to this passage, um, when you understand that this is a face, this is an in-your-face type thing, this is a an accessibility thing, this is um, a thing that, because we know if we don't know anything else, we can't change ourselves. Like the rules didn't help me. You give me a rule. You tell me up, I was going down. You hear me? You tell me to the left, I was going to the right, just because you said don't go left. <laughs> and and it was it was how I was put together because I always well what's over there? Why why should I not go to the left? Now that's not everybody's testimony, and that's not even everybody's method. But because of how I'm put together, I I want to know why you don't just tell me to don't do X Y Z. Can you explain to me so that I understand? Kind of like a millennial thought process, but only I'm not a millennial, right? Like I shouldn't have been thinking like that. So I always challenge the culture. I didn't, if I did not understand, you don't just tell me something and think I'm going to sit down and shut up. That's not, that's not going like that. I, I need to understand why. So when you start to, they suddenly recognize that God is a living personal presence and not a piece of chiseled stone. And when God is personally present, a living spirit, that old constricting legislation is recognized as obsolete. I don't need you to tell me what to do if he who is, was, and always will be literally lives inside of me. I am partnered with him in the spirit. I have an internal barometer, an internal navigation system. I can physically see um, Harriet Tubman. So there was an internal uh, thing down on the inside of her and that, you know, in the little movie or in the book or however you got tale of it in history classes, she had spells, 
all her spells were nothing more than uh, trances. And <laughs> literally, all she would do was fall out under uh, the power of God, and he would download something in her in that very moment for that season. She became free in her understanding before she ever got free physically, right? We're, we're free of it, all of us, nothing between us and God. There's nothing, there's not a rule, there's nothing, there's nothing in between you and God building, cultivating, developing, and maintaining a relationship. So much so that your clarity, um, your discernment, uh, your, your journey becomes almost effortless, sometimes uncomfortable, Sometimes moments of um, having to confront this object or that object that I call, me personally, I call objects opportunities because every opportunity is an, another chance for you to exercise what you've learned. We go from faith to faith, from glory to glory, according to Psalm 81. We go from one position, one posture, because revelation happens one kaleidoscope moment at a time. And as things begin to click in your heart, because things happen in your heart, we always say be transformed in the renewing of your mind. But if you look up the context of what heart meant in that particular passage, it was, I mean, what mind meant, it was specifically speaking to the heart of man and how the heart of man operates. The heart of man has the tendency to not only lead and guide how we process our information, but in order for you to have a thought out of the abundance of the makorabashaya, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, speak it. When you start to understand that the heart and the mind have to operate in tandem, they have to have a cadence, they have to have a rhythm, they have to have a juncture of communicating simultaneously so that both are singing the same song, that both are operating from a place of a constructed rhythm. And once you get to a place where you understand what this liberty looks like, when you understand what this one-on-one -on -one relationship actually houses, it changes how you view everything. Perspective shift. It happens in your heart. And then your mind adjusts. The question we'd all have to ask ourselves is what's in our heart. Transformation begins in your heart. Your mind then gets the notion that the heart has a different understanding and starts to shift in every area in uh, such a way that uh, life choices start to change out of the abundance of the heart. Uh, the mouth speaks. The heart is deceitfully wicked above all. Who can know it? Uh, you have to understand what's in your heart in order to get out what's in your head. Your head only tells your mouth what to say. Your mouth only perceives what you should expect the outcome to be transformation. We're talking about uh, Ida Freed more if they had known they were slaves, right? Nothing between us and God. Our face is shining with the brightness of his face. And so we are transfigured much like the Messiah, our lives gradually becoming brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like him made in the image of and the likeness of God. Harriet got free so that she could free others. 
our sole responsibility is to uh, consistently maintain uh, a relationship between us and him, love God, uh, love people, right? Our responsibility is to not only hold fast to that which we learn day by day, but to start to execute and exercise uh, the muscles of our faith as we mature in kingdom language and kingdom understanding. I can imagine uh, little Miss Harriet making that first trip. She was gangster though, so y'all already know I'm already with the function. I love the fact that everything about her was uh, not only rambunctious and courageous, but she was a pioneer. She wasn't, uh, she didn't have time to be scared. She had instructions. There's a place where you get to in transformation. I don't care what y'all going to do, but let me tell you what I'm going to do. Now, you can stay over there if you feel like it, but if you just go with me, because I got a word, I, I have a revelation, I understand where I'm at and what I'm doing. If you rock with your girl, Listen, we're going to not only get free physically, but we're going to get us some papers. We're going to get a, a letter of recommendation, as it said in that uh, uh, Second Corinthians 3, and I believe it was the first part, 1 through 7. But <clears throat> I, I could see her after she made the first trip. And she marked a path, and she kind of knew the, the, the patterns or the thought processes of the slave master. She knew how to get out of dodge. She knew how to duck and uh, move. She knew how because she had supernatural assistance. And see, what happens when you start to get a revelation of who God says you are? Oh, God, I tell God, you start to understand that some stuff you don't have to worry about anymore because you got to see this this one-on-one -on -one relationship. You ain't governed by the rules. You know, I don't care nothing about that. I love God. I want to do and be what he says that I, I already am. He wrote the story. All I'm doing is living out what he already said about who I am. And once my heart understands and sends my mind a little memo, hey, check this out. We're not going left today. We're going right. You got specific instructions today. All all you got to do is carry that out. Every single need I have, even when trouble comes, takes care of itself because I'm operating under the constructs of that guise of that rule of love. When I love him, my life resembles and reflects how he loves me. And there's nothing anybody can do. I don't need you to tell me what to do. I, I'm not interested in that. This word uh, have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against him. I don't, I don't need permission. I don't need uh, approval. I am already approved of by God. I'm already affirmed in the heavens. When you start to understand that you are free, operating from a place of slavery, the only thing you want to do is amistad, give us free. Let me out. Let me out of here. I'm not living under uh, the, the obligation of what you think and say I should do or what you fuss it. I don't even want to be hollered at at this point. Just talk to me. Can we talk? Listen, I just want to be clear. Relationship, face-to-face -face relationship. Have you ever noticed that sometimes you'll be sending a text message? You send a text message, the intentionality of what you were saying is one thing, but based on the perspective of the recipient, the message will get transposed, right? I'm sure 
even as, as Moses sat up and, and wrote the Ten Commandments, and, and I don't dismiss them. I thank God for them. I understand what they were put in place for. I understand the time, uh, the topography, the dispensation, and all of that stuff prior to grace, this wonderful, amazing grace, these tender mercies that are new every morning that I can't live without, for whom much is given, much is required. I can imagine him out of his place of frustration um, being led by the by the spirit, I guess, I, <laughs> to write down what you cannot do. I get it. I understand. I get it. Y'all don't do this. Y'all don't do that. You sit over here and you sit over there. Ah, child, I got some stuff I'm going to do in this dispensation. And guess what? Because I have a relationship <laughs> with Jesus, certain stuff, I'm just, I ain't doing that. I'm not doing that, and I'm not doing it because of what rules are put in place. I love Jesus. I love not being held under the law of condemnation because my hands are dirty. I love being able to have um, a conversation about the power of God as it relates to my life or concerning someone else's situation from a place of being informed by the spirit of God, the Ruha, the very breath of God that lives inside of me because the veil is rent and because he came literally just for you, just, just for you, yes, you. Yup, you, you right there, the guilty one. And as a result of that, I am no longer guilty. I no longer have to go and like the Catholic folks go and confess. And, if you know, if you believe in Catholicism, that's fine. If you want Mary to pray for you or something like that, that's cool. I'm going to just go holler at my father. When you go from understanding that you don't have to live in a slave mentality in order to operate uh, from this place of access to the father as a son. Uh, you're, you have access to everything he has, but still so many operate from a place of bondage. Today, I, I, can, I can say in all honesty, where once upon a time with my religious elf, I was so stuck um, trying to be good, trying to perfect everything. But what you need to understand this morning, what I pray you grasp from what I've shared, I pray that you understand that when you accepted Christ, and, and don't get me wrong, you got to do the work. You got to do the work of getting liberated. You got to do the work of, of really understanding what you walked into. You walked into uh, the biggest, brightest, most endless, ain't no ceiling, ain't no walls. It is exceeding abundantly above and beyond anything you could ever think, hope for, or imagine at its finest. And here we are. Have you ever seen a a a a, a, a little house? on a humongous lot? <laughs> have, have you ever seen, it's one right on the corner of Broadway and, um, and Valley Vista, and it tickles me every time. I mean, I don't even know how much property that, that the man has, but 
he got the little bittiest house on this big old parcel of land, and I'm thinking to myself, who does that? Why would you have access to all that land and not use it? The rest of the land just barren and bare. That's how many of us live our lives. It's kind of like our cell phone. We got this cell phone, and all we do is pick up and dial on it. Honey, I run five businesses. I don't care where I'm at. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be able to do what I need to do right on this here tap alone, honey. We have access to so much more than we give ourselves permission to walk in. We have a level of authority that the world can never glean, but you gotta recognize that you are free. You gotta recognize that in this level of love, there are layers to this thing. And the closer you get to him and the more time you spend with him and the more he begins to illuminate you, according to Psalms 119, 130, the entrance of his light is understanding. Hallelujah. And when you start to really recognize that all you have to do is be open to better, all you gotta do is know that recognize that listen, you don't have to live in a place of slavery. You don't have to live in a place of bondage. You don't have to be uh, uh, held to all kinds of rules constructed to manage and maintain you. relationship and, and really perfecting love and learning how to love outside of your natural boundaries and borders, learning how to love in such a way that the real uh, tantrums that you used to have, man, I don't even listen. When I tell you, I don't even... I don't remember the last time I hollered and screamed. <laughs> and if you know anything about my history, I was a rager, right? I, something would happen. Listen, I would fight. I would holler and scream. Uh, if I had, was in the automobile, you might get right over. And listen, I, and I'm I'm dead serious. <laughs> I need you to be clear, right? Because healing is a process. But in order for you to know that you need healing, there are some things that have to happen. So for some people, that means go to therapy. Start doing the work to heal your heart because your mind will never shift until your heart does. Start doing the work of talking to somebody and putting yourself in a position where you can start to deal with those old habits, that historical thinking, some per perhaps uh, bad teaching from authority figures, and I'm talking about parental, paternal figures. Like, right? So some, some bad teaching from uh, friendships or toxic relationships you may be in. Maybe everybody you hang out with is a hoe, honey, and all y'all just go home and together. And yep, I said it, and it's a prayer call. I'm super free. I don't care. You, when you get that, if you don't want to smoke weed no more, you don't hang out with people that get high all day. That's just whack. That's like it doesn't go together. Like they're not married. They don't cooperate. If you know full well that you got an issue with um, gambling or you're not a good steward financially, stay out the mall. Don't go to the casino. Child, it's, some stuff is what it is. But when you start to do the work on your heart and you start to ask yourself the real reason why you do X, Y, Z with your money or why you might be hustling and you know you shouldn't, why you popping pills uh, that that were once given for a, a toothache and now you're just a full-blown addict or, you know, if you, whatever it is that you do, the the rules don't change it until you understand what's in your heart <laughs> and you get to the root of that thing. I don't care who tell you to do what. 
It has to be important enough to you for you to do the heart work. That heart work is so much different, so much cleaner, so much simpler when you have a relationship with the Father. When you understand that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, leads and guides you, and will direct you into all truth, and they shall know the truth, and the truth shall make them free. Every decision that I've ever made, every uh, positive um, pursuit that I've ever experienced has been based on me recognizing the truth be it from dealing with um, codependence situation, dealing with emotional uh, bondage type thing, dealing with rejection and abandonment. When you start to go and do the work of what that comes from, not just the behavior or the tendency that happens as a result of, but when you go back into your uh, in your emotional and mental database and you start to do the discovery fact-finding work, and Holy Spirit will help you. So in, in, in major intercession, we call this cracking open the scrolls and revealing um, evil altars and old uh, historical or iniquitous background things. When you start to really get into a place where you're not just saying, Lord, help me out of this and help me out of that, but God, I want to see your face. I, I want to know you. I want to uh, be at your feet, not about the things, not about the stuff, not about the Lord, give me this job. Lord, uh, send me a miracle. None of that stuff. I'm talking about to know the heart of the Father and get to a place where just like uh, your, your best friend, where you start to love him, but see, this love is so deep. This love transposes everything you once thought you knew. I would have freed more if they had known they were slaves. That dark place in your mind's eye, that ooky place in your heart that you have coveted and held and carved out time to think about and meditate on who did what to you and what. Listen, listen, listen. This freedom right here, y'all. If I could sell it, if I could, if I could touch your mind and open the eyes of your understanding, I promise I would. There's a level of freedom that number one, it won't let you stay stagnant. It forces you to take risks. It makes you say things, oh, Lord, Jesus, they're going to be bad. I mean, honey, I don't, I don't got so free from they. They can't tell me nothing. This this liberty right here, <laughs> I'm mean, and it costs me everything. But the beautiful thing is one day I recognized I wasn't a slave, that I was free. Those folks was operating as full-fledged slaves and had been freed, according to uh, July 4th, <laughs> lie, according to our Juneteenth that we celebrate for some folks. Um, but getting to a place where you recognize that there's this liberty in Christ that is all-encompassing. And y'all, can I tell you a secret? The root of it is love. It's, it's not law. When you learn how to love, everything changes. 
when you learn how to love from the purest place, and it's hard to do that when you are living from dark space. It's hard to do that when you're depressed. It's hard to do that when you're dealing with anxiety and frustration. It's hard to do that when you're dealing with guilt and shame and condemnation. It's hard to do that. But there is therefore now no condemnation in Christ Jesus. There, He has done everything that was necessary for you to live a free life. His blood has relieved you of the obligation. His uh, death, his burial, his resurrection was indicative and symbolic of dead in the old things and life in the new. There are so many things that you have access to and you got a whole acre of land and you living on a small parsonage in the left corner. Honey, pray for capacity like Jabez did. Listen, in spite of what my mother named me, God, bless me indeed. Enlarge my territories. Strengthen my, lengthen my coast. It's a season, you guys. We're operating in a place of uh, what, and I've heard this probably about four or five times over the last 30 days, what's called bumper harvest. You study it. in Leviticus, probably the second chapter. That's Old Testament. But you'll you'll see where the, the crop yielded not just a single harvest, but an abundance, an excess that was so much uh, that that you couldn't um, you you knew it came from God. That's that's where we at. But you can't live there from a bound place. God wants to get some things to you. He wants to open some doors for you, but you can't go there with a slave mentality. You can't go there uh, as if you are in full bondage. That's not that's not what He has for us. Um, I'm over my time. I'm I'm gonna stop right there. Um, I want to say this before I open the call up to everyone um, that seeded into me on yesterday. Thank you. Um, I appreciate you all probably more than you will ever know, uh, more than I could ever explain. I appreciate your love and your care and your concern. Um, It means a lot. There may be somebody that joined the call a little bit late, right before we go into the love, life, and victory portion of this call. Would you like to say good morning? Good morning, Hello. Hey, good morning. Good morning. It's Krishanda. God bless you. Love you. God bless you. I love you too, babe. Anybody else? Somebody's walking. If you could mute your phone for us. I don't know, Rochelle. You may have to unmute everybody. That, is that what's happening? Hey, Dee. Good morning. Hey, Dee. Good morning, good Pastor Dion. Hey, good morning, Stephanie. You good morning, PR here. Hey, Miss PR, good morning. Good morning, it's Jubilant. Hey, Ju, good morning. Good morning, it's Patsy. Hey, Patsy, good morning. Good morning, it's Natasha. Hey, Tosh, morning. Good morning, Miss Leomia. Hey, beautiful. Good morning. 
Anybody else? Good morning. This is Yolanda. Hey, Yolanda. Good morning. Morning, Dean Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Morning. Good morning, Good morning everyone. Morning, Angela. Diane. Hey, Diane. Is somebody in, in FOMO other folks? Good morning, Angela. <laughs> hey, Angela. Good morning. Have a great day, everyone. Hi, woman of God. Hey, good morning, sunshine. Anybody else? Who building is she? She'll mute your phone, mute your phone. Who moving, shifting stuff around? Amen. We can walk right into love, life, and victory. Any questions, comments, or commentary? I'll jump in. Hey, hey <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I'll beat you up. <laughs> um, the um, great declaration, and and I, I'm sorry, I just always got to go there. You know what? Even watching the movie when when she fell out in her spell, she was covered in freedom. Me, my little old self, I would have been worried about a spider getting on me or something. <laughs> She she didn't have to worry about any of that. It's it's when you release yourself to the power, and you don't have no worries because because he covers you. He 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 does everything. He doesn't leave anything undone. If he's yeah. using you for something, if he's downloading, um, I could just it's so funny. I just think about the movie and I look at how she gazed and you know had a not as uh, Elder Jonathan say a not so raven moment um, when <laughs> able to see. <laughs> but except she didn't try to change the destiny. Um, you know, when you see it and you allow the Holy Spirit to do what it does rather than yielding. I, like I said, my little self would have been like, uh-uh, I can't be falling out because it's going to get me. I'm going to wake up. Right. But to right. God be the glory that we allow him in the freedom of being transformed into him using us. Um, the scripture says, um, a vessel of honor used for the master's use. It's not exactly how it says in the scripture, but it's Second Timothy 2. No, that's, uh, uh, I'll tell you what it is, what it is in Timothy. So to God be the glory. Great, great, great declaration. Amen. Amen. So Dion, wow. Sis. So when I was little growing up at Davis Chapel, our, um, my mom's choir, they, they would do Black History programs, so they did the story of Harriet Tubman. And I was in it, and I was a little uh, runaway slave, Sam, or whomever. But I remember when she had her spell, um, for me, it made me think about when I started having the ocular migraines and I would fall out as a kid, I really would put myself in like a Harriet Tubman. That's a whole other thing. But anyway, um, but the part that you got me this morning, the deliverance part of it, this is like to be free when you don't know you're in captivity in your mind and so many believers are still stuck in religion and rules and like you were talking about the commandments and um Alyssa and David used to get in trouble and I would make them write the commandments and they talked about that the other day. But to honestly know that you're free is so good. But we do have to get delivered from some stuff and unlearn some stuff 
in order to to truly be transformed, right? And even like when you mentioned, if you know you you got hoes ways, don't hang out with the hoes. Just like don't go to the crack house if you have a crack addiction. So awesome share, and I love you. And yes, this is a prayer call. You just bring it to life with the way you teach. So I love you and thank you. Amen. Love you more, sir. Amen. Anybody else? I did, Shelly, and I just want to um, make sure I give clarity to the scriptures. Second Timothy 2 and 21 is the vessel used of honor, purging, fit for the master's use. Second Timothy 2 and 21. Thank you for that. Amen. And I, I know I said a lot. Go ahead. Uh, it's just Krishanda. What I mean is just Krishanda. I was going to say, don't say it. Excuse just... me. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, get it together. I caught myself. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say hallelujah <laughs> for the great declaration. Um, I'm so glad that Jesus lifted me <laughs> this morning. All I could say is my baby is leaping this morning. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. God bless you, woman of God. Amen. Amen. Blessings to you, sis. Thank you. Freedom. Um, I- uh your phone not being our friend. Start off. Okay. <laughs> Is it better? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm driving too, so it could be a you know a whole mess. But anyway, I um, you know, just being able to, like you were saying about the man with the little with the big land, all this land, and just having a little house. You know, having access to so much and not using it, and not um. You know, using it, that says a whole lot. You know, even with the phone, you know, you're saying that you have this whole phone, you run five businesses, you know, all we do is pick it up and dial on it or whatever, and, you know, answer it or, or, or um, call on it. You know, there's a lot of access that God has given us, and he's allowed us to, like you said, that you got to know that you're free. You got to know that you're no longer a slave in order to be free um, um, in your mind. And we just... Um, you know, that's it. It, it, it just, um, you know, woke up a lot of things in me as well. So I just thank you for your declaration. Amen. Thank you for your share, sis. Anybody else? Hey, Dion. Okay. Great declaration. Awesome. 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 Um comparisons with Harriet Tubman and that being free mentally before it happened physically. Um, it's all about the mindset, like you, like you always say, it's all about that mindset. Um, so, awesome share. Hey, declaration. Love you. Amen. Love you too, babe. Anybody else? Hey, Dion, it's Bernice. Hey. Hey, it's a great, great declaration. I never really saw um, when, about Harriet Tubman, I never really saw it the way that you spoke it today, that when she had um, 
her spells um, that she, um, when she had her spells, that she would fall out. And I, when watching it and looking back on it, I always wondered why she never got caught because she would fall out anywhere. It would be just anywhere. And so when you started to speak on it, I saw it as her spells being her sleep to hear from God and that um, and that he was delivering information and imparting information into her heart. And then I began to see heart, the word heart. And if you take the T off the heart, you have here. Here. Yeah. And then if you take the H off of heart, you have ear. He who has an ear, let him hear what thus saith the Lord. And then yeah. um, you have art, A-R-T. So if you take the H-E off, our Father, which art, he is God Almighty. And that's what I got from your declaration today. God bless you. Amen. That's called revelation. That's that snappy in picture right there. That's that's when it becomes alive to you. Amen. God be praised. Good stuff. Thank you for sharing. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning, Pastor Dion. Um, I'm glad um, you're Dion because when I um, talk about certain things or explain myself, um, you understand. You understand me. And the Lord is working in me and doing a lot in me. And sometimes when I um, hear you speak, um, it's so clear. And then sometimes when I hear you, I hear some stuff you're saying, and then I, I get lost. And I'm like, okay, God, is I'm not sure if what I hear, that's what I'm supposed to take and what I don't hear um let it go or do I just go back and listen to it again so were you asking me that in question form because faith comes by hearing hearing comes by the word of God if you read the word the passage that I read and again that that um that primary passage was second Corinthians um mm -hmm. I think was it three or four? Hold on. Second Corinthians three, the entirety of it. You can read it in whatever version. It's gonna read different, of course, in certain circumstances, but it'll it'll give clarity. Okay. Okay, Pastor Dion, thank you. Okay, babe. And thank you and thank you for um the, the your word today. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for being present. I appreciate you. Love you much. Love you more. Hey, good morning, Dion. It's persistent. Hey, persistent. Um, hey, Dion. You know, um, I was I got up early, and your voices in your presence, through the, even through the phone, is just strong. It's just I kept nodding, and you kept pouncing all over me. Visually, I was seeing you. <laughs> telling me to get up, you know, and um, 
I just appreciate this message because when Harriet Trump, when I saw the movie, it made such an impression upon me. And um, for you to tie this into this message, this was such a rich and strong message. And all I can say is, yeah, that, that, I want that. That's what I want. Yeah. You know, I'm out of that little house and I'm looking at the I'm land. On. Listen, listen. I, I, I'm. They're gonna be too sick of me. You hear me? I'm gonna have so much house. I'm gonna have a nice little yard, but that that house is gonna take up some space now, child. Because I, I need to be able to move around. Yes, Lord. But thank you for this message and all the message and all that you do. Just, just so appreciate you. In, in your Amen. words, you so dope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, God, God is dope. I'm just available, and I'm just grateful that I'm healed. I'm healed. That's it. I'm just being healed, and I'm, I'm walking in my healing. Praise God. Because listen, mm-hmm. it's been a long, arduous road. I didn't, I didn't jump over brokenness. Listen, I, I operated half the time on this line. Shoot, and and didn't know I was a slave, child. <laughs> you mm. listen, and as they went, they were healed. All you got to do is mm. keep winning. Just keep going. Just don't stop. You can't lose Amen. with the tools you use. I'm telling you, you got everything you need. Everything you need is inside of you. Every single thing and God will get it to you however you connect with him you will eventually when you surrender to the truth of the word of God and the power that lies within you listen I had the most hellacious weekend child my weekend I had a a ball right through it where once upon a time, child, I would have been stuck. I would have had to go sit down. I had to would, would go had to recalibrate. Child, I'm out of this season. Oh, well, ain't nothing I can do about that. Ain't nothing I can do about that. It is what it is. And to have the level of peace that I have today, that it costs everything. It costs no matter what comes. When you understand that this freedom is irrevocable, that nobody can take it from you. As soon as you start to recognize what you have access to and you start to embark upon it and you start to walk in it from a place of authority, it's like being in your house, going to your daddy saying, can I go in the refrigerator? Well, what kind of question is that? You at home, eat. Uh, Daddy, can I have something? You know we as parents, we have our little special stuff. Honey, touch it if you want to, you will see. But the reality is, if Dad, can I turn on the light? I mean, how slow is that? We begging God for what belongs to us because we don't recognize who we are, what our position is. Amen. Anybody else have anything? I got a comment. (laughs) I got something. Uh, Hold on, real quick. Priscilla, thank you for, for sharing and blessings to you. It is your portion. Right. And that there is a supernatural impartation for you to understand that you are everything you need to be in this season. And when you stand up in that, the only thing that happens is you go from faith to faith 
from glory to glory. Sometimes you just got to test the water. Prove me now herewith that I will not open up a window of heaven and pour you out a blessing. That has dual meanings. It's so much to this. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Krishonda girl. Go ahead, girl. Oh, that's what I heard. That's what you just said. She said, uh, you had just said, as they went, they were healed. And I was hearing, don't stop. Get it. Get it. Don't stop. Get it. Get it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Hey, it's Didi. I was going to say something to it, Krishonda. That winting is so important, um, beyond to witness you, because I know exactly, you know, what you what you be dealing with sometimes, but you don't show it. So what I have gleaned is that if we don't release some stuff, like you said, things that come at us that we can't control, if you don't let it go, it'll affect every part of you. And so it goes back to the ocular migraines. I talk about it because I haven't had one, and I'm so grateful. But in other things, just like I just had surgery in May, and since that surgery, I've been doing more studying on just the mind and the stress. I, I, I shared on Friday Night Live about how stress affects every part of the body. And so releasing some stuff, and I always go back to forgiveness because I'm telling you, you will die if you are holding on to unforgiveness. And like Tanya says, unforgiveness is not even a word, but it affects every part of you, the heart, the mind, the body, just all of it. I just wanted to say that. And I'm with um, Krishanda on that. Don't stop, get it, get it. Yeah, I don't want to be a player no more. That, that song is in my head. I don't know that's a whole nother declaration, but thank you for that. I love you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning, Dion. Good morning. Uh, this is Jubilant. Um you know, um, clearly I'm going to have to listen to the rest of this. I'm going to go back and listen to it because as far as, far as I just came on. But what I got was what I needed. Um, and thank you, Holy Spirit. Uh, but at the crux of what I got was basically, you know, um, if I really want to understand why I do what I do and if I really want, you know, want to be really feel free i need to um i need to uh, to build that relationship you know um not just be in the house but sit at the feet <laughs> mm-hmm. you could just be at the house mm-hmm. you know just go through the motion be like you know you have relationships where people are just like roommates you know no kind of relationship not don't really spend time but they're in the house but sit mm-hmm. at the you know, be like Mary, you know, and so that's pretty much what I got. I'm definitely going to list this back, but that when I when I came in, that's what I was getting from what you said. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Thank you for that, Drew. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Thank God for another morning, Miss Tony. Just to be alive and just to tell him thank you. I just got over COVID, so y'all pray for me this morning. But I heard your declaration, Pastor Dion, but I had another analogy that I can tie in with that. And it was on the Bible study on last night, and the minister was talking about the man with the infirmities, and he came to the pool every day for 38 years. And But he made excuses of why when he came to the pool, 
no one pushed him in. And when the waters began to brew, he said, but Lord, I had no one to push me in. So I say that to say we can't have excuses about what we need to do. I love the consistency he had about coming to the pool, but every day he had an excuse when the water brewed why he did not get in the pool. He blamed his friends for not pushing him or putting him in the pool. So we have a responsibility when it's time to serve the Lord and when our mind, you know, it's with the mind we serve him. So we can't have all these excuses and say, Lord, why I didn't do why I didn't say, and you say, if you hang with the people that smoke weed, then that's what you want to do. It's because you have not changed your heart and you have not changed your mind. So I thank God on this morning for a changed heart and a changed mind. And we ran well, but who hindered us? We hindered ourselves. So we have to get it together. So I thank God on this morning for the word of God, for the people of God. So thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. And I'm uh, grateful for your recovery. And yes, ma'am, honey, I ain't got time to wait on you to push me in nothing. I'm going to get up and go get it. <laughs> Amen. And we're asking ourselves, will you be made whole? It's will you be made whole? Do you want it? Do you really want to be made whole? Hallelujah. It's absolutely a choice. It's absolutely a decision. Freedom is completely up to you. Either you receive it or you you sit in a place, a whole entire bondage. No ma'am, no ham, no turkey, or no spam. I'm going to live free. Hey, D, I'm going to jump back in. Um, And you keep posting the pictures because I'm going to like every house the dream house, the reality <laughs> house, I'm going to keep tagging on because mm-hmm. I, your declaration and you imparting, not just you, but Lady, Lady H, how you guys, you show me how there's no limit on what God will do for his children if we walk uprightly, that Psalms 84 and 11, that we can walk in the things that he, he said, I wouldn't hold not one good thing from you that walk uprightly and in the lives that we live and the hearts that we have for him, that we do what's right and what's pleasing to him, that, you know, all those things matter because we're transforming into being more like him. I love y'all. I'm so grateful that y'all are my big sisters, spiritually, my little sisters, I'm older than both y'all, but y'all my big sisters. <laughs> And y'all, y'all get me together. You know what I'm saying? I know, I knew that there was more, but it took God to put me in the path of of you two and more and more, so much more. Gloria, sure. it's, it's so much more. But you guys actually threw that rope and pulled me out into the things that I saw that I knew that were there. So I thank God for you guys. I have no Amen. idea. How much I love you, guys. We thank God for you, darling. Trust me, on 500 levels. Mm-hmm. Hey, Amen. Anybody else? Anybody, anybody, anybody? Hey, good morning. 
You sound you sound super muffled. I know. Okay, there you go. That's better. Yeah, I putting myself on speaker. I, I don't know. Coming down with a little something. I hope not. Um, the level of peace that I have right now, I really didn't you know, think I deserved it. Being the oldest of seven, I, I get it. And 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 being the oldest of seven, I've always had so much drama in my life. Like I thought that I would die like this, like that, like that. Um, you know, always something going on. All the oh my god moments. Like it was always something, and I I was my body and my mind was just used to that. Like if it wasn't nothing going on. You know, and, and, and having three brothers and always getting those calls in the morning at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, somebody didn't got the car towed, somebody didn't got shot. It was always something. Somebody then went to jail. Just that was my life. Like, that was just my family. It, that didn't even include what was going on in my own life, my own immediate kids and my husband and all that stuff. But I had gotten so used to that and... Um, it was just, it was crazy, but the level of peace that I have right now, and not that everything, not because everything is all right, it's not all fine right now, you know, um, but the level of peace that I have over it and the relationship that I have with God now, the, you, <laughs> you notice some of the situations I've been in. I wish I had that peace then, but I had to go through all that to get to this place. Right. You Congratulations know. on your new truck, girl. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's so you know, I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm so grateful and so blessed. But it is just amazing that you can still go through stuff and have a level of peace. So when my kids come to me and they got, oh, mama this and all that and all that, and they be all hyped up, I can be so calm in the situation and, and, and hopefully my energy, you know, um, they catch the energy that I have now because you know I'm like oh you know what I feel my my thing now is I don't nothing but what they say unbothered nothing yep. bothers me like it used to you can't I, I can't get excited like that and and then coming from that that anxiety that I used to have I can't I can't do that no more because at 55 I've been had a heart attack. I can't get excited like that. I can't just jump up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Okay, I'm on my way. My sister called me last night. Oh, um, can you come get me? I'm at Food Mart. I, I ain't got no ride. It's 1230. I used to do that. Get out of my bed from my husband and go pick everybody up. Nope, we're not doing that no more. I said, I'll call you a lift. You know, got on lift to go home. But I can't do that no more. Oh, come on, Ruthann. Ruthann, come on over here. Nope, nope, no, nope, we ain't doing that no more. We can't do that. I just, I can't. I, my mind don't even operate like, but even even in the business, beyond, I didn't think that I could do all this right here. I'm yeah. just, um, I, and Pastor Coleman said, Ruth, if the food is good, they're going to come. I'm telling y'all, I'm so grateful. I could, See, this is a shouting moment. I used to shout in church like I was crazy, like a crazy lady. I didn't understand that what was coming over me, but God was dealing with me. And it was, and I, I heard this, I never repeated this, but somebody told me the shouting that I used to do in church wasn't real. What? Mm. How, how could you even fake that? But I know mm. God was dealing with me. Lord, have mercy. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Yes. Mm. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Yes. 
I understand. Ooh, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. No. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord, have mercy. Mm-hmm. So I know. I know God was dealing with me all those years when I was falling all over the floor. He was dealing me with me for this day right here, Dion. Mm-hmm. Do you know that my brother died in 2015? I I'm just this year, y'all. Just can look at his picture. I cannot look at my brother's picture until now. And I just spoke to my brother's son this week. And I hadn't talked to him since my brother died. And we we buried him on in on November 2015. I just talked to his son. If people knew what I have been through. And they and they and somebody would tell me they said, Ruth, you make it look easy. Mm-mm, not at all. So I know again, I'm gonna say this, when I was shouting and falling out in church, God was dealing with me for this day. Through the legal, through the marriage, through the kids, through when when, when me and my husband almost died in August, both of us holding hands at night, didn't think we was gonna make it. He said, Don't take me to the hospital. Because they they they're not I'm not gonna make it. They're not gonna live, let me live. So I didn't take him to the hospital. But he would say, Bruce. He said, I don't think I'm gonna make it through the night. This is Kyle Strong man. I don't think I'm gonna make it, Ruth. And we would hold hands at night. It just in in the event that we both died, we would die together. This this was serious. My daughter, mm-hmm. they still have on their text messages all my life insurance policies and all the information they needed in case something happened. All my pink slips, all my personal stuff, this is where it is. Look on the top shelf, and y'all do what y'all got to do. Mm-hmm. I, I had even accepted the death. I said, Lord, if I'm going to go out like this, I'm just going to go out. Then I, I was getting mad. I was going through emotions. Nope, I'm not. Nope. Then my body, I, my mind would get strong again. Then I got mad at him because I thought he gave it to me. Yeah, I went through so many <laughs> It was so crazy, I'm y'all, so... but I thank God for healing us both. I thank God for allowing me. And then my mom, my, I had talked to my mom, y'all, in over a year. My mom, we spoke this month, last week, to give a family reunion. And guess what? I, I just was talking to her like nothing ever happened. Still don't know why she's mad, but I can't explain a mother that has lost all three of her sons. So I don't even question why she was mad at me, the oldest child that done everything. I was her mom. But I'm glad that things are it's, it's happening. But God is amazing, amazing, y'all. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. I'm hey, telling Dina. you. Mm-hmm. It's Didi, Ruthann, I love you. And you know what? I My mother was just talking about you and all the things that we know that you went through. And I have one, well, I have more than one brother, but you know, how close me and my brother are. So to see you continue to just keep going and, and doing how you're doing it with everything that you've been through, yeah, some really would have lost their minds, but you talk about people say your praise wasn't real. They should have been worried about their own praise. I get that too. 
people don't know what you went through. They weren't there. So you keep on being you and know that you are so loved and we love you. And I was thinking about that time when you um kind of tore up Tane's kicking. But anyway, I just want to tell y'all love you, sis, and how, yeah. <laughs> but your mom, your mom, if it wasn't for your mom and your brother Squeak, they got me through the, I remember calling your, he called me the day after Jeffrey died. That was my first brother died. That was in 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 ninety two, ninety one, ninety one. And your mom called me. Who does that? I mean, like he was my friend, but his mom, your mom called me and spoke to me in ninety one. Okay, Rufan. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, y'all ain't gonna have this whole outside conversation. I'm gonna call you. you. (laughs) I'm gonna just call you and finish this. Love y'all. Thank you so much. Amen. <laughs> I needed that. Anybody? <laughs> Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Well, if there's nothing else, you guys, I pray that something that I don't want to. I just want to say that I look I look forward to the honor of meeting you in person. Um, you definitely bore witness to my spirit in so many ways, and I just honor the I honor God that's in you, and I honor I honor um, I love the Lord, and um, I just want to say I look forward to one day meeting you face to face. This is PR. God bless you, and thank Amen. you again for the power of de- declaration. Amen. God be praised. Thank you, PR, and I'm sure we will. Look, I, I ain't hard to find. <laughs> Amen. Anybody else? Amen. All right, guys. Well, I pray that you have a phenomenal day. Um Listen, you don't have to go through no ticker tape. You can go directly to the Father on your own behalf. All you've got to do is make an active decision to do so. Give yourself permission to receive the liberty wherewith you were saved, to operate in it from a place of authority and power, unrelenting in your desire to please God. Govern yourself by the Spirit of God. Allow yourself to be enriched, enlightened, and empowered through the power of the Holy Spirit and expect him to lead and guide you. I promise you, he will, and he'll bring you into all truth. And the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. I I love you, but I know for a fact that God loves you more. Have an amazing day, God. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Have a good day, everyone. Everybody have a good day. Declare victory. Amen. Bang, bang, Jesus gang. Bang, bang.